that project you've been working on, just chipping away at it, dreaming of the day you get to show it off? Then, when you're least expecting it, cancer. And finishing that project actually happens. I would know. I've been restoring this car for years, and today I'm giving it to my granddaughter. It's her 16th birthday and two years since my cancer diagnosis. Happy birthday, boo-boo. You keep making plans. Visit OhioHealth.com slash keep making plans to learn more. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kane and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. Happy holidays. Um, this episode is going to air in the middle of the holidays. I already taped it because I'm going away. So um, I could tell you everything that goes down on this call. First of all, I got to say, do the things that I need to do, which is um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous or my own private Twitter, which is Cartoon Therapy. Uh, you could buy my book, my cartoon book with all of my personal stuff in it it's all of my relationships for my losing my virginity story until i turn 40 they're um pretty horrific uh stories but they're funny horrific stories <laughs> um they'll make you feel better about yourself kind of stories anyway um that's on amazon it's a kindle you could get it for very cheap it's like 2.99 and the um the name is the cartoon misadventures of a total train wreck so go on to amazon or kindle and download my book um today what i what i did actually Oh, and if you want to write, um, what is that called? Oh, a review. Write a review. I love reviews. I haven't got one in like a couple of weeks. So please write reviews. I always love them. Um, and write into the show and tell me what you think about different things. I love people's two cents. I haven't gotten one of those emails in a while either. Um, and I love those. A lot of my listeners do that every now and then. They let me know what they think, good or bad. I'm into hearing it. So anyway, um, what I did is I went back and I emailed a lot of people that I talked to over the year to see because I was going to do a, like an end of the year wrap up of where are they now kind of a thing. I have that in my book, actually. And um, I got so many people that responded and wanted to update me. And a couple of them ran really long. So I'm going to air them as full episodes. Um, and that's what I have for you today. I have Kaiser Soze. I don't know if you remember him. He was one of my first episodes. So some of you may not even have listened or heard that episode but he was a guy that only liked to go down on girls like that was his thing like he had an issue like he didn't even want to get blown he didn't want to come like he just wanted to go down on them he didn't want to fuck them that was it and then he wanted to go off into like the bathroom and take a shower and jerk off and think about it um and we we came to the conclusion me and tommy that's when tommy was in the call we came to the conclusion he has some sort of intimacy issues and he was like working on that in therapy so he calls in today and we discuss that um he's still dealing with that in therapy and we get into that and we hear about a girl he dated recently and how that problem came up and how they resolved it or if they resolved it i'm not going to tell you so you listen and then we get into this whole other thing with him it was like weird because we talked about that issue and then it turned out that he actually has a crush on a girl that works at his gym 
Um, and we talk all about that. So if you're like looking to hit on a girl at your gym or at work or in any kind of environment like that, it's a really good advice I give him in that kind of a scenario. Because uh, that's really what we get into more so. Um, his other issue, he's working on the going down issue. Um, but we really talk a lot about, and I think it, I gave him really good advice of how to pick somebody up at the gym. But I think the advice could go to, like, could be the same as, like, how to pick up somebody at work or how to pick up somebody that you see all the time in some sort of place. Um, so it's interesting. And so that's what this episode is all about. So I'll be right back with Kaiser Soze. Do you have a story? lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous so hey kaiser so how are you i'm doing um I'm doing like an end of the year, where are they now, or like update show. And so I've been reaching okay. out to um, everybody that had. You were on very early on, like one of our first couple of episodes. So I just want to let people know uh, what your call was all about. You basically wrote in because your problem was that you only like to go down on women, right? That was the deal? A majority of my time, yes. That's what I prefer. Right, and you wanted to know how to find women that would be into that. You didn't even want them to do anything to you, right? No. You li- you didn't want to have sex with them. You didn't even want to like you didn't even get off when you you didn't even want to get off when you were with them. You just wanted to get them off in that way, right? Yes. And I think our advice to you, mine was like, I, of course, what I always do is I psychoanalyze everyone. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, you have some sort of intimacy issue, right? And I was hoping, because we got into your backstory a little bit, and you had come out of like, you know, a pretty hard, bad breakup and had been single yeah. for a while. Um, and my recommendation was to sort of look into that intimacy issue so you could like, you know, progress and like to do more things with people. Um, but in the meantime, we gave you some advice about like going on to nerve.com and maybe looking for people that were specifically into it. Cause it's kind of like a fetish if you know what I mean? And like, I don't know, I think that there are probably a lot of women out there that would, you know, maybe just want to just like lay back and let someone go to town and not have to do any work. You know what I mean? <laughs> like a selfish, yeah. lazy girl, like would be perfect for you. Oh man, if I could find her. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so give me the update. So since we last talked, because it's about a year, it's over a year, right? We spoke probably last November. What, um, what's gone on? Have you found a girl to do it? Um, I thought I did. Um, not too long after our conversation, I started bringing up more of that issue with my therapist, and she did say that I do have some intimacy issues, because along with my oral fetish, when I do have sex, I have a tendency that I have to shower immediately after. <laughs> but I feel, you know what? It's so weird. Is Does that signify like an emotional intimacy issue? I didn't think so. I mean, to me, I mean, I don't mind the cuddling afterwards if that's what she wants. But I mean, I'll give it a time limit and I got to jump in the shower. I have to wash off. And I mean, I just, I enjoyed the sex. I don't mind being sweaty. But now that we're done, I got to shower. I got to clean off and... My doctor's telling me that that's more of a deeper intimacy issue, that sex might not be as enjoyable as I think it is. 
oh my God, I'm sorry, but you're like teaching me something. I'm thinking about, I'm literally like going through my brain and thinking about all the guys I've been with. And, and like the one of the last ones I was with and I had a two year thing with him and he was very severely commitment phobic. And he was one of the have to take a shower right away, like m- major thing. I never put two. And then when I think about all the other guys, that are capable of having relationships and they're still players and shit and they love sex, but like the ones that don't run to the shower are the exact opposite. That is a thing. I can't believe I never put those two and two together. It was, it was pretty eye opening for me also. And were you, let me ask you this. Were you always that way with showers? Um, with sex? Yes. Um, when I got more into it, I just, I did realize and recollect that almost every time after I've had sex and if she had done cuddling, I get up, run to the shower, take a nice hot shower, clean up, and... and yeah, I always thought I was, like, sloppy or dirty because I didn't really have that major desire to run in and wash off. <laughs> but so your therapist says that that has to do with intimacy. What does she say that it stems from not really liking sex? Yeah, although I do indulge in it quite a bit, she's thinking that sex isn't as enjoyable as I think it is for me to have to clean up right afterwards subconsciously telling myself that I just done something dirty and I need to be clean. Oh, fascinating. That's so interesting. But anyway, I'm just like thinking still about my shit and people that I know. But so, so you, so you've been talking to her about the, the, so you and her have definitely been getting into your intimacy stuff. That stuff takes years to deal with anyway. Right. So I mean, if you do have intimacy issues, because you got to go pretty far back in your history to figure out where that stuff comes from. Because I've had, I have commitment issues, right? So I, um, and my stuff comes out in a different way. And I know I've worked with a therapist for a really long time before I feel like I've really changed that part of me. So where are you at now? Well, I tried having a relationship. I met a lady who seemed interested in my fetishes and was like, you know, it might work for her that we would have sex occasionally, but more often than not, she would let me indulge in my fantasies, my fetishes. But that lasted for about a week. Um, <laughs> after that, like other girls I've been with and girlfriends, gave me that weirdo look like, why is this all you ever want to do? Like, sometimes totally. I'll wait till she falls asleep and then I'll wake her up and I'll be already buried between his eyes and she enjoyed it, but she's like, that's kind of weird. Why is it you like always want to do this? I mean, don't you ever want to just have sex? I'm like, no, no not really. That's yeah, we yeah. do. And then when I'm done, I'm going to go jump in the shower and clean up and think about everything that just happened and pleasure myself. In the shower. Like, you want to, right. That's what we talked about last time, that you want to go and be with your, like, you want to, or you don't like to have, like, you don't like to come in front of the girl. You do that alone. Yes. That to me screamed intimacy issue. You know what I mean? That you, cause, cause to me, like an orgasm, being able to go to that place with somebody is like the ultimate vulnerability, right? You know, cause you just really have to let yourself go. So the fact that you wouldn't do that in front of a woman, you know, definitely seemed weird to me. I just never put the shower thing together, but you're in there washing off your shame <laughs> and then having like an yeah. intimate moment by yourself in the shower. Yeah. Any girl, I mean, we talked about on the, uh, any girl 
is eventually because as women we just can't help it our brains are always like scanning to get information on a potential guy do you know what i mean as far as like what's going on and we see patterns very easily we look for that stuff it's subconscious like we just can't help it and um so any girl eventually at first she's gonna be like wow i hit the jackpot this guy just wants to go down on me all the time but eventually the girls are gonna be like what the fuck right because it doesn't make sense and they're gonna think something must be wrong and that's what happens to you all the time right it does. Um, this lady I was with, she enjoyed it for that week, and then we argued for a couple weeks afterwards back and forth of why I enjoy it and why she's so freaked out about it. I mean, it's pleasure for her. How could you get mad? But uh-huh. um, overall, I did, we ended up just parting ways. I mean, I could do without the drama. If this is, I mean, if me pleasuring you is going to cause this much drama, then obviously this ain't going to work. So we parted ways, and I'm still single and looking. Yes, but I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure like it's really easy for you to look at it and say, oh, if you don't if you're like if it's a problem that I just want to get you off, then it's a you know that I don't need that drama. I mean, there's a much deeper issue. I'm sure that's not what what she was really arguing about. Right. Like her thing must have been like, you know, you know, probably a lot of things come up for a woman. She's like, you don't really like me. Are you capable of really liking somebody? Do you want to get close? Why are you being distant? You know, there's probably that's what she was arguing with you about. Yeah, maybe. Right. Probably it might have been. I mean, maybe she um, doesn't know how to put it into words. You know what I mean? But that's what's freaking her out. You know, it's not it's not. I assumed everything was going okay. I mean, a majority of the time that we spent together was. Most most of the time we were having sex or cuddling and getting ready to have sex. So, I mean, I figured everything was going okay. Yeah, but sex to you. okay. when you say sex is sex to you, you just going down on her. That's how I would prefer it, but I mean, from time to time, she does want to have sex. And, so you I mean, did. If that's what she wants. I will have sex with her if that's what she wants. But if she can, if she's willing to let, just let me have my way, I would rather her just lay back and. No, I know that's what you think her. generally. But what happened with this specific girl? Like you said, you were only with her for a week, right? So that's not really a lot of time. And then you spent the next couple of weeks arguing, right? Did you have real sex during that time? A few times, yes. Okay, and did you did she have a feeling about that 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 wasn't right or something like what what like how did she get how did she pick up so quickly on your fetish and realize so quickly that you had this issue? How did it become obvious to her? Because um, I would spend the night at her place and at least spend two days with her on her days off, and you know, automatically get we had the animal attraction. We jump on each other, and it was just immediately I want to rip off her pants and pleasure her and even after we've had sex I'll we'll cuddle a little bit and I'll slide down under the seat to want to pleasure her some more and sometimes when she's sleeping and I can't sleep because I have problems sleeping I'm up a lot I'm like well maybe she'll like this I start pleasuring her some more and of course she enjoys it for the moment but afterwards she's why do you keep waking me up with this she right she was starting right well it seemed like you know I enjoy it as much as possible and if I'm only going to get to spend two days with her while she's got her day off and then she's got to get to work and I got to go back to doing my thing. And I want to try and indulge in my fantasies as much as possible. So any chance I would, I assumed it was okay. And she enjoyed it for a while and after it became an issue. And what would she say about it? A little bit that it was weird that that was all I wanted to do. Never, because I mean, she would understand how sometimes that's how I would start foreplay, whatnot, and then 
eventually move into the sex, but that's all I would do. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And some, sometimes she'd want to have sex afterwards, and I'm like, well, I don't really want to have sex. I just wanted to pleasure you. Go jump in the shower now. Yeah, that's not going to fly. I, we talked about this in the first one. It's That's not going to fly. And it's she didn't, like, and the sad thing is, is it's not even, like, we, we, you know, you think that it's not good for the girl, or the girl's thinking it's not good for her, but what I felt for you is it's not good for you there's some part of you that's like unplugged and you need to plug that shit back in because you should be enjoying regular sex with women do you know what i mean like that really should be your ultimate goal that you get moved beyond it not just for the woman so that you could have a an a relationship with somebody but also for yourself so you could have the desire to have a more sexually well-rounded experience do you know what i mean yeah and it listen, these kind of things, like I said, take a long time. The good news is you're in therapy. You still see your therapist, right? Yes. Okay, great. And you're still taught, like, I mean, you obviously probably brought all those relationship problems into therapy, right? Like, did she talk? Did she try to help you work through it? Um, it's a work in progress because there's a lot of things on the table at the moment aside from that. But it's definitely something that we're working towards. Yeah, and you know, me and my therapist, we call it data. And sometimes it's much easier to get data when you're in the relationship, but then when you're not in a relationship, it's hard to talk. You know what I mean? Like stuff, to, it doesn't come up, right? So it's just like yeah. if you're not seeing that girl anymore, you start to talk about other things. And if you're not, but you know, it'll come back up when you're dating somebody else. Do you, how do you meet girls? Like how did you meet that girl? Um, I met her on Plenty of Fish, actually. Cool. So you're online dating. I think that's great. Um, and you know, maybe what you need to do with girls and I don't, instead of like, because you said you guys just argued and it seems like, you know, she probably said what she was feeling in the wrong way. And then that made you defensive. I mean, women and men communicate so differently. And so it, a lot of times, 90% of the time men get defensive because of the way women say things, you know, and it's hard, you know, but really you guys, you need to learn how to communicate with a woman and better your issue. So it doesn't turn into something where she's sort of accusing you and then you get defensive because you know that you have an issue. So for girls telling you about it, like there's no reason why you should be like, well, fuck you. Like you just are mad that I'm trying to pleasure you. You know that that's not what she's mad about, you know, but it probably all comes out the wrong way. So you probably. Um, Yeah. And talked about it in therapy and my therapist even offered that if I'm in a relationship that she's willing to do the couple therapy, let me bring her in for a session or two. That's what you need to do. And I told her, it sounds awesome, but 
the women I talk to don't know I'm in therapy and how do you bring that up and say, well, oh, would you please. like to come to a session with me so we can talk about why all I want to do is pleasure you and that's it. You know what I mean? Right, but you're not going to say that on a first date. You're not going to say that on a second date. You're not even going to say that on a third date, okay? <laughs> don't worry about no, that. No, but it's still, that's still a tough issue to bring up with somebody that you're in therapy alone. Right, but let me I mean, just let me just give you a news flash. And then to bring them and say you want to take them with you to a session, it's like no, but those are like not going to all happen. You're trying to collide totally, and just listen to me. You do not say all of that in one sentence, okay? What starts first, okay, is that you admit that you you bring up that you're in therapy, and let me tell you, everybody should be in therapy, okay? Most people have been in therapy therapy at one point in their life you do not if somebody looks at you oddly okay that you're in therapy then you don't want to date that person anyway okay I don't date people that don't believe in therapy I hate those fucking people because uh, there's not one person on this planet that's normal or quote or doesn't need you know what I mean we're all fucked up we're all raised by people like well how could we not be fucked up everyone needs therapy so be the only people that aren't in therapy are people that like don't think that that they don't believe in it no I would say maybe the 20 percent of the population were raised healthy and are okay and don't need it but 80 percent absolutely do so anybody and those 20 percent that are healthy and happy would never look at you funny that you're in therapy so any woman that you tell that you're in therapy and she breaks up with you or thinks that it's wrong you don't want to be with that person because eventually when you're in a long-term relationship with somebody they need to believe in like sort of working through things and therapy and stuff like that to make it through a long-term relationship so you don't want to do business with that most women i'm telling you will be okay with it so you just start off with like that you're in therapy oh and you don't even bring it up you know and then when that sex stuff comes up you could say listen i know this is my thing i go to therapy about it and like i I, you know what I mean? It's an issue I'm trying to work on. And I know that, and okay. I, you know what I mean? And if you put it that way, women are like, women are full of hope. We love to help people. Like I really, like women are pretty easy. Like if you were a woman having this problem and you were dealing with a man, I tell you that a lot of men would just be like, go fuck yourself. I'll find somebody else. But women, when they like a guy, they're willing to, you know, help out and stick around and stuff. Like it, that's just women's nature. So I think if you could, you know, be honest about it up front and be better at communicating that you know and let them know that it's an issue for you and you're working on it. You, you're more likely that person's going to stick around. And then eventually you could say, listen, you want to come to therapy with me? Like if you guys start to maybe communicate wrong about it, you could say, why don't you come to a session with me? Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be so formal. It, and it, it'll probably just come up in time and you don't need to bring it up all at once. And I don't think you should because it's a lot of information. But you want to yeah. let a person know that you you know that this is an issue and you're working on it. Because to act like you think it's fine and then that girl's like something's wrong here, you know what I mean? Then there's a problem. But if somebody knows that you have, everyone has something, and if somebody knows you have something but you're working on it, I think that that's fine. And if you are in therapy, most people would think that that's, that's great. Like honestly, swear to you. So, and that's the girl yeah. you want to be with. And that's the girl you need to be with because the truth is you have some fucking issues that you're dealing with and you're, and you can't live a double life. You can't have a relationship with someone and she never knows you go to therapy. She never knows you have a sexual intimacy issue. You know what I mean? It's not going to fly. Yeah. You need to be with someone. And there's plenty of people that will accept that. Swear to you. 
So people have a lot worse issues. You know what I mean? People date heroin addicts that are like drooling every time they come home. You know what I mean? Women date men that beat the shit out of them and they never leave them. Haven't you watched like Dr. Phil ever? Like, trust me, you're not bringing. Yeah, I've seen that. And it just never, the concept just doesn't fit in. I don't see how most of these beautiful women just are just head over heels with assholes that beat them, leave them, slap them, whatever, and kick them to the curb. And yet. They do nothing but want to get them back. I'm like, really? I know, but that will show and you. And yeah, that- I have a problem finding a woman. No, because you have intimacy issues. So you're probably a little bit closed off and you're not letting that in. And you probably have like this feeling that you don't deserve someone because you have this flaw. You need to know that you're completely like lovable and able to like, and somebody would take you and be in a relationship with you the way that you are like this with your problem. But your problem needs to be out on the table a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You need to know that it's okay and that the right girl will be okay with it. You, listen, some people, I have a friend that has herpes and she's got to like tell a guy she has herpes and this bitch is married, okay? Like, so some guy accepted that. You know, there's a lot worse. Like every, a lot of people have a lot of stuff that they bring into a relationship that they eventually have to tell. Everyone has a freak flag. You have this issue. So to bring up this issue, would it be something more of a second, third date type thing? or No, I think you should bring up the issue when you guys start to fool around. And if she wants is pushing you for sex and she when you start to see, okay, you need to be intuitive and watch the woman. You know, women are very expressive. So it's not most of the time you don't have to read their minds. You know, you're not dealing with men. Women are more vocal. So you, when you start to see that she's starting to have a problem or wondering what the hell or she's like why aren't we having sex that's when you need to say listen i have this weird thing okay i just like to pleasure like and this is what i like and this is where i'm at right now i do think it's like not right i know on some level it's not right i just and i'm working on that and i go to therapy but like this is where i'm at right now and it should just come up when it starts to be an issue in your sex life with her whether that's three dates into it two weeks into it do you know what i mean and that sounds cool that's fine you know, and I swear to you, women are a lot nicer than men. <laughs> if you were a woman and had, like you'd be have a harder time finding a guy that's going to put up with the nonsense. But, you know, the fact that you're dealing with women, women, we love to save men. We, you know, and uh, trust me, like if if a girl, if you meet a right girl and she likes you and stuff and you're open to it and you communicate properly about it, it'll be fine. And she won't care that you're in therapy. And if somebody cares about you're in therapy and they don't believe in it. Run for the hills, okay? Because that person's living in another century. <laughs> no, I'm serious. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's great that what's what would be wrong is there's so many people that are running around with massive, way worse problems than you have, intimacy issues like to the hundredth power, and they're not dealing, talking to anyone about it. You know what I mean? And they're 50 fucking years old and they're single and they're never going to be with someone. So it's great that you're in therapy. That's a that's a good thing, and it cockblocks a bad thing. So. That's why it's okay for you to bring it up because you're dealing with it. Okay. So do it. So keep dating. Don't take yourself out of the market. Watch this. This is what you need to do. You need to watch an episode of Intervention. Do you know what that show is on A&E? Yes. Okay. Go watch that show because you're going to see a couple and there's going to be a lady and she's going to be in a puddle and she's going to be of 500 pounds and she's going to be drooling and she's going to be the ugliest bitch you've ever seen. And some guy's going to run out and save her and be crying and be on intervention trying to save his wife because he loves her. OK, if that bitch could get a husband, you know, or vice versa, you could find somebody. There's somebody for everybody. Do you understand? People shack up and pair up with dysfunctional, crazy people 
on a daily basis because human beings are just <laughs> fucked up, okay? So if those people at intervention can find lovers and husbands, they all have husbands, okay? You can find a girlfriend. And that's what you need to know first. Do you understand? Because that's a little bit of your... And I get this because I think a lot of people that have these deep-seated problems feel like that they're not lovable because of it. Do you know what I mean? So you need to yeah. know that at first off that somebody will accept it and do business with you. And then once you're in that and you attract that girl, you need to just be open and start working through it. Okay? Okay. So that, so watch, watch intervention or look around and just see these disgusting people walking around <laughs> with partners and be like, if they could find someone I can, what's the worst thing about you? You want to go down on somebody and have them do that? Like I told you, find a really selfish, lazy girl. She's not going to have a problem. She might even leave you when you get better because she's going to be like, oh, God, now I have to blow you and fuck you. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, there's somebody for everyone. Your problem is not that bad. Um, Just you just need to communicate it properly because a woman will see it as an like will see it as a red flag. And if you don't communicate it properly and like, you you know, she might she will think you're more fucked than you really are. You're in therapy. You're dealing with it. You know that it's an issue. If you say that, then she'll be able to work with you. If you start being defensive and saying like, oh, you know, you just don't like that. I go down on you like what the fuck like then you're not going to get anywhere. And that's not even who you are. You, You know, this is a deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be as open with them as you are with me, but just not on the first date and when it comes up in in the thing. And then uh and you'll be, and you'll be good. And it's great that you're still dealing with therapy. And the best way to get over things is by getting through it. So the more people you date the better. You need to keep having those relationships so you could keep working through this issue because that's where stuff comes up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's good that you're um, dating. Yeah. Uh, New Year's I'm looking to spend my time in uh Keystone, Colorado. My uh-huh. roommate and a couple of friends are gonna go hit the slopes and do some skiing. I'm gonna check in the size local cuisines and hopefully a snow bunny or two. Right, exactly. So you're open to picking up girls and stuff like that, like you do, but you're really looking for a relationship now, right? It'd be nice, yes. Is there anybody that you like? Like, is there, or I mean, I know you do online dating. Is there anyone that you're dating now? No, but. I do train three days a week, and I have a bit of a crush on a girl at the gym. I believe she might be a personal trainer. Wait, you're when you say you train, meaning you get trained by someone, or you're a trainer there? No, I do take taekwondo training three days a week. Oh, okay. So there's a girl that you see um, at the gym that you're into? Yes, I believe she's a personal trainer. We've cut eyes quite a few times and traded smiles but that's about as far as it goes i get too nervous and intimidated to walk over and say anything yeah so listen i to leave it at that and continue with my training uh-huh yeah totally listen it's hard to pick up people at the gym but i'm a professional gym picker upper like i've done it <laughs> <laughs> i love like you know i don't drink anymore and i'm older so for me going to the gym is like a pick a place for me like i prefer to meet guys there than any like you know anywhere and because i lift free weights and i do weights and stuff so i'm always where the guys are so i have experience with that and i've seen you know and i think it's a great place to meet people you know what i mean like honestly and you know what's like the hottest thing that i love actually 
um, is if you meet somebody that works out too, you guys get to work out together when you're dating, and it's that's kind of fun. I love working out with the guy that I like. But anyway, I just don't want to feel like I'm coming off creepy. Like totally. I, she just come in to work out at the gym, and here's this guy that I see every Wednesday is going to be flirting with me or trying to flirt with me, and I'm just coming here to work out. And I'm like, now nah, I don't want to make the situation uncomfortable. Totally, you do. You don't want to do that. She is very attractive at the same time. She's very attractive. She has beautiful eyes and cute pimples when she smiles. And she looks at you and you smile. This is what you have to do because I go to the gym at the same time all the time. And I think eventually like you all start seeing the same people. When you start to see somebody at the same time all the time, like I don't know about you, but what happens to me with the guys at my gym is we start to say hello to each other. Even the ones I don't like because you kind of see each other all the time that you're like, okay, like, hey, what's up? You know, and you just say hello or, you know, so now that you guys are like smiling at each other, like you're not just going to walk over to a girl at the gym and be like, hey, could I have your number like you really had? It's not a bar you know it's there's fluorescent lights most people aren't wearing makeup you know it's not that kind of a scene so you have to sort of ease into it you know um but you definitely honestly i've never asked a woman for her number whenever i've approached them and asked if they would like to go to lunch or dinner uh, i've always given my number and told them Right, but the option that when they're ready, they can give me a call and we can set it up from there. Right, but it's not even the point of asking for the number or not. It's the point of you're not going to go in at in a gym situation and just say, "Hey, you know, I find you attractive. Do you want to go out?" Like you can't, you can't just go in for the kill like that at the gym because it's not a bar situation. Do you know what I mean? You have to do a little bit more chatting it up first. So now you guys are looking at each other. She's looking at you. She smiles at you, right? She does. You uh, smile at her. Uh, she smiles. Like, next time she smiles, you have to be like, hey, next time you see her, just walk by and be like, hi. Just say hello. Start with that. Swear to you. That's what you have to do. And then you have to, as uncomfortable as this is, because I'm a super aggressive person. I'm like the guy in the relationship a lot of the time. So like my one gym guy that was the most successful gym guy that I picked up because <laughs> I was really into him <laughs> and I got him for like a year. I, you know, I could tell he was into me and I was into him, but that douche never came over and made a pass at me. So I had to do it. Um, and what I did is I just like made sure like one day when I was working out very close to him and I didn't do it on purpose. But one day when I was like in his vicinity, like I asked him something like there was a weight. Could he pass me a weight? Like I just made an excuse to just get in a conversation with him. Do you know what I mean? And then I kept it. Yeah, going. That, that's what makes it a little bit awkward because. She's always in my general area uh-huh. when I get to the gym. That's good. That What do you mean and, awkward? Um, That's a good thing. The thing, thing is, is it's kind of hard to try to walk in and pop up a conversation or have an icebreaker because she's also, I believe, working. She's with a customer personal training. Oh, she's with someone? Oh, she's with someone? She's a personal trainer. She's always training somebody when I see her. Okay, let me ask you this. This is another angle. What about the person training you? You get it. You you go there and you're trained by somebody too, right? Uh, no, not when I'm, not when we have interactions. No. Oh, I thought you said you go to the gym to be trained. Like you're, you do. I I do, but for the first hour and a half is that's usually our interaction time. I'm kind of doing my own personal stuff. That's okay, but this is my point. This is my point because you obviously know somebody that works at that gym. The person that trains you works at that gym, right? I believe so, yes. Right. So do you have you ever hit up that guy or girl and said, hey, what's the deal with that one over there? 
I have not. Why not? I'm very, I, I am like so nervously scared to ask about, ask anything about her. I don't want Why? anybody else wanting to know what my intentions are because then the gossip's going to start floating around. And but that's I what just, you have. That's what you want. Like you want her to know that you're kind of into her. And I don't listen. I don't think that the gossip would necessarily go back to her. There's like a bro code. I think that go- that goes on. I think guys are pretty loyal to other guys. Right. Unless he's like a girly guy. Is your trainer a guy? It's so sexist of me to yeah. think it's a guy. OK, so it's a guy. Right. So, you yeah. know, I think if you say, hey, dude, what's up with that girl? I think she's like really hot. He'll give you the skin and he's not going to run back and tell her. I don't think you just have to hope that he's like not banging her or into her, too. <laughs> Cause oh, I doubt it. He's a much older man. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah. So then I don't think I think guys are pretty loyal to one another. I don't think it's going to turn into gossip. I think you need to ask him a little bit information and maybe start with that. But I think um, you have to. I believe this, and this is going to sound really fucking out there. I believe in willing people my way. I literally, <laughs> I literally can if I want somebody really badly and I focus on them and I decide that that's my next target. I could make them like approach me. I can make them come into like my neighborhood. Like I swear to you, when you put something in your mind and you decide you want to, you want to have it, like you could make that shit happen. As whatever that is, they, they write those stupid books about it. I mean, I don't believe in all that crap, but I've got to tell you, it has worked in my life. So if you really let yourself be overcome with the power that you have to have this girl and you are going to fucking talk to her. Something will wind up where you will be like at the water fountain. She'll be in front of you and you will be given that opportunity. You have to stop being afraid of it happening and just start wanting it so much that you can't take it. That's when I get what I want. When I fucking say this is what I want and I'm going to get it and it just makes that shit happen. And then there's like the opening happens where I can make that conversation or I bump into them on the street. Like I can't tell you how many times that has happened. You right now yeah, are just, like very closed off to it because you're like afraid. Yeah, and I also don't want to like cross any uh, employee customer boundaries of well, we're not supposed to date customers or something like that. Oh God! First of all, customers are allowed to fuck other customers. Is that what you're trying to say? You think that that's a that's a rule that you're not allowed to? <laughs> That the employees aren't allowed to. You're not like, an employee. Oh, she's oh she's the employee. Oh, please. I mean, please. Okay, people. You know, the president fucked the intern. Okay, like of this country. <laughs> I mean, I don't live in those rules. I I don't I don't listen. I love rules. Okay, I have rules at the movie theater that I impose on myself. I I impose a lot of rules on myself. I actually love rules. They're fun. But I got to tell you, I don't believe in those stupid bullshit rules. Okay, if you like somebody, you like them. I don't you date people at work. You know, shit like that happens all the time. Please, it's so dumb. Like, who cares about that? Do they teach you that in the military? And let me tell you, I had a guy in the military on my phone and he was fucking people in the porta potties. So nobody listens to rules. Okay, like I don't forget about the rules at the gym. Like it's so that stuff is so dumb. So many people wouldn't be married. So many people wouldn't be born if people didn't, you know, fuck people that they meet in these kind of places. Do you know what I'm saying? You can't live by that kind of stuff in these in this situation. So forget about that. So when I approach her, should I? To introduce myself, breaking the ice, so to speak, should I let her know right away that I'm attracted to her or just keeping it casual? No, not right away. 
Definitely not. Keep it casual. Start to like a, the gym is like a place where you start to become friends with somebody. I mean, listen, actually, like the guys that I hook up with at the gym, like they would ask for my number like maybe three times after we've started talking. But that's because it's very obvious there's chemistry. You know what I mean? You have to feel that situation out. You'll know more how to play it when you actually get in a conversation with her. Do you know what I mean? It could go different ways. You don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so you have to, she might be closed off. Some people are kind of like, I go to the gym and I'm in a different, very, at different points in my life, I feel very differently when I'm there. There are times where I get that there's a lot of guys swirling around me that would die to talk to me, but I, with my energy, could be like, don't you even bother. Do you know what I mean? And I could, if I'm dating somebody else or I'm just not open to meeting anybody, I could keep people at bay just with my vibe, right? If I decide, okay. oh, I really want to meet somebody, I change my vibe and I let that guy know it's cool if you come over and talk to me. And then they do. And then, you know, you get a little rapport going on. So you guys are ready. The fact that she's smiling at you, I would never do that when I'm in my zone where I don't want to talk to anybody. The fact that she does is a good sign. She could just be friendly. You don't really know. There's no definites here yet. But you should just start with a hello. Like, hey, what's up? Hi. Like next time. You know what I mean? And then eventually ask her a question make up some stupid reason to talk to her seriously you have to do that stupid shit sometimes to break the ice and that'll be really uncomfortable at first but if she's into you too she won't care you know what I mean she'll be happy that that happened and then you break the ice and then you start talking to her and then so every time you go to the gym you kind of talk and then you could say so are you dating anyone are you single you know start like like that kind of thing you know I don't think you could treat it like a bar situation and just go right in and be like, hey, I want to go out with you. Do you understand? Yes. You just yes. got to be sorry. It makes me really nervous. I know. That's like so bad. It's like ridiculous. So you're taking uh, Taekwondo. You should go get, you yeah. should go take man up lessons at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> you need to work on that muscle, dude. Okay. Listen, you need to go. And are you like a pursuer type of guy? Actually, I am. When I'm out and about, I I am because I really enjoy the thrill of the chase. I really do. Mm -hmm. I know the gym but with the fluorescent reason, lights. It's the fluor. It's the fluorescent lights. It's like it's it's no, like. it's. I think it's more or less the fact that I mean, I really, I seem to really have an attraction towards this woman. So it's not more or less like I'm just out looking for a quick one night good good time. Oh, right. It's built I really up. Like, I'm really liking her, hoping something will turn out from this, and I'm making it. I'm really nervous about it because I don't want to screw up. Okay, that totally makes sense. Like, you're really invested in it because this is, like, the first girl in a long time that you're like, ooh, she stands out to you. And that's hard to find. You know what I mean? You could see a million pretty girls, but they won't, like, sort of have that pull for you, right? Yes. This girl's got it. So you got to be tactical, but... I believe that's there for a reason, and most likely she's going to be interested in you, too. You just have to go there. And as uncomfortable as it is, you have to break the ice and just start rapping with her regularly and make it be cool at first. Wait a little bit before you ask her, but don't wait too long. So how long is too long with that grace period? Because we only see each other every Wednesday for about an no. hour. What I mean is too long is once you say hello and you start talking to her, don't let the friendship 
without the, you know, asking out on a date go for too long. Because at a certain so what point... So that grace period? Once we start talking, should I wait a couple of days after? Uh-huh. I would a, wait two... A week two, later? Yeah, a week later. I mean, I don't have patience when I like a guy. The, the guy that I picked up at the gym... After I started talking to him and I could and I gave him the green light like I'm into you. You know what I mean? I let him know in a lot of ways. And he said uh, and he hadn't asked for my number yet. And it was like I would say two times. It was only two times after we started talking. He hadn't asked for my number yet. And I was so pissed because I was like, why hasn't he like made a move? It's so obvious I'm into him. It's obvious he's into me. And I was going away and I knew I was going away. And I'm like, this fucker is going to be he's going to he's going to get what he deserves. He's going to think I disappeared into thin air because I'm not going to show up at the gym for like a week. Right. And when you go to the gym all the time, you know, you're going to see people. Right. And I was like a three, four time a week gym person. So he knew he was going to see me and he was taking it for granted and taking his fucking time. So after I disappeared for a week and I came back, that guy came right up to me and went in for the kill because it taught him a lesson. Like you better, you know what I'm saying? He was so freaked out. He thought he had all the time in the world. And I was like, Oh fuck him. I'm not even going to let him know I'm going away. I'm just going to disappear for a week. And then when I come back, he'll probably ask me. And that's exactly what happened. So you can't take too much time because you know, people want that stuff to happen. If you're like, like somebody. So two or two times after you start talking to her, you could say, so are you, you have to be flirtatious. You know, are you dating anybody? Like, you know, and then you could say, do you have, I have a guy at my gym who recently like was kind of chatting me up and I don't even know if he was trying to pick me up but he brought up restaurants and I'm a foodie and he started to say things like oh you should go here or you should go there and you know that kind of leaves room open for somebody to say do you want to go together or you could you know what I mean so talk about something maybe sometimes like in that situation it could work do you know what I mean yes you got game, okay? Oh. You you have game. It's just a matter of breaking the ice because you feel a little weirded out because you're at the gym and you really like her and you don't want to fuck it up um, yeah. because, A, you have to see her and, B, then you go back to zero and you're like, shit, when am I going to meet another girl that I kind of really like? Yeah, definitely. Right? So nerve-wracking, so nerve-wracking. <laughs> I know women don't realize I try to explain to my women friends that like men have a like because men have to be the pursuers most of the time, you know, I mean, of course, there's aggressive women, but most of the time the man has to do all the pursuing and stuff. And a lot of times my girlfriends will complain because the guy's not pursuing or hardcore or look at me. I'm complaining because the guy's not asking my number after he talked to me twice, you know, (laughs) but I think, you know, like women have to give guys a break because it's a lot of pressure and guys have a fear of rejection as much as anybody. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah. that sometimes takes time, but you just got to fucking man up and do it. You really do because, you know, because isn't it annoying not to like, I don't know. Like I know I don't really have much patience when I decide, okay, that's the next person I want to be with. I just make that happen, but I'm a very aggressive person. You know, um, I'm sure like you, I think you said like you're normally aggressive and you like the chase, but it's at the gym and it's a little, and you're really and, you know, you're building it up in your mind because you're seeing her all the time. How long have you ever had, like, a crush on her for? I call it, like, my gym crush. Like, you, you have a gym crush. How long have you had that yeah. for? Oh, man. It's been going on since... What are we in? December? October? Okay, well, let me just tell you something. November, I went on a week-long... November. Okay, but listen. I went on a week-long vacation from my gym, okay? And I, I knew I was coming back. That bitch may just disappear one day, never to come back again. Trainers come and go. So, you know, I think that's what you need to realize. And that's what's going to light the fire under your ass is that if you don't man up soon, 
you may lose the opportunity because she just may disappear from that show. Do you understand? Oh, wow. Seriously. I've seen trainers come and go. I had one Jim Crush that I really liked. I think he was way too young for me, so it was good that nothing ever happened. But he just disappeared into thin air one day, and I never saw him again. And I was devastated that I never made that shit happen with him. Um, so, yeah, she could disappear. And now I'm going to work that angle with you because you really need to move oh, on this. Man. Yeah, did you <laughs> never thought of that? I have not. My biggest thing was being shot down from her. Yeah, well, isn't it worse if you lose her forever and never know? Isn't it better to, like, take the chance and try than to never have gotten the chance? That's worse. That's way worse. Oh, Because definitely. at least if she's there, you you have a 50-50 chance. If she leaves, you have zero chance. Do you understand? Zero. So you better have it happen. These trainers come and go. She could disappear in thin air before you know it, and she'll never come back. You have, you guys have nothing going on between you. She's not gonna, you're not gonna get the memo. Uh oh. Yeah. So just start. Just next time, say hello to her and start talking to her, and just be like, "Hey, are you? A, hey, are you a trainer here? You know, why don't you take? <laughs> you can't really hire her. That's so cheesy. But like, ask her if she's a trainer. <laughs> How long she been working? You've been seeing her around. How long have you been seeing her around? Since I started going to the gym, she caught my eye right away because like, I'm there every Wednesday, and like that's when I see her, and she caught my eye. Just uh huh. She's definitely part. She's definitely motivation that I definitely look forward to going to the gym every Wednesday just to see her. I love the gym crush for that exact reason. When you like a guy at the gym, or you're working out with someone that you like at the gym, you're getting very good shape. It's always the like rain, sleet, or snow. You go to the gym on Wednesdays, right? You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and that's good for you, too, because you stay in shape. You're doing something positive. But when you have that motivating force, like someone that you like at the gym, I think it's great. I'm all for it. No rules, no regulations. Who cares about the gossip? When I screwed that one guy, the one I got for a year, he was it was so scandalous because he was so much younger than me. He looked like he was 48, okay, and he was 25. I swear to you, if I, sh- I showed my friend a picture of him the other day, and she's like, you got to be kidding me. He looks like he's 80. He's like, he looked like an old man. I mean, in a good way, but he was really young. But he was like really, really tall and manly looking, and he turned out really young. And then it turned out that like he had told all the trainers what went on with me and him and like, and I, you know what? I don't know. I don't really, I didn't really care. Cause first of all, nothing bad happened. So he's just bragging about uh, everything that's good. So do I care if they know that we had great sex? Like not really. We're all adults. Do you know what I mean? The only time yeah. something like that becomes a problem is if like you fooled around with someone and you like uh, couldn't get it up or like something really horrible happened and that gets around. But you know, that's not going to be the case. So what's the gossip? You know what I mean? If you guys date, well, it's that you guys are having sex. Who cares? I guess when I was younger, I had a bad taste in my mouth from a reputation that happened from something like that. And I guess it's just left, it's just left that lingering thought of just would hate for something like that to happen again. What was the bad reputation? I was, in my younger years, I was promiscuous. I didn't like to be tied down. I enjoyed my youth. And a friend of mine... We were out in the common areas at school, and he just outburdenly put out there, hey, this guy's having sex like six, seven times a day. And I oh, was like, man, I'm lying. He was exaggerating, but I mean, I, it wasn't that many times, but it was, it was at least three or four times a day. What? Where do and you live that this is a problem? I mean, I, I, it's like I feel like I'm talking to a girl. 
That is like, first well, of all, that friend was very jealous of you, okay? What guy wouldn't want to well, be screwed? Well, he started spreading all of that, and then all of a sudden, the, you know, you, I had this reputation of being a man whore, so I, automatically when I approach a girl and I'm trying to talk to her, she's like, oh, yeah, I've heard about you. We, I was like, really? What have you heard? <laughs> this, she's telling me this, and I'm like, so there's no chance of us dating. She's like, well, I heard you have you wanted one thing. And I'm like, well. Yeah, but let me ask you the truth. I want, but I mean, come on. Come on, Kaiser Soze. I bet you you still got tail because you know what the truth is? Girls will be attracted to that anyway. They're going to say that they're not, but they still are. Well, of course I do. I exactly. See? The, I, oh, I enjoyed it all. But, but you need to realize that. The, but the reputation was horrible. No, it wasn't. It probably got you laid a lot more than you actually realized. But I'm nobody would take me seriously because they all would just, oh, you're just a one-nighter or a fling. You're nothing <laughs> serious. And I'm like, I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I could be boyfriend material if you would just give me a chance, but it just happens right now. I'm not wanting to be a boyfriend. Well, that doesn't, that's not because of your reputation. That's because you didn't want to be anyone's boyfriend. You kind of were but the whore. You were the whore. No, they do know it. People could smell that from a while away. Kaiser says that you're so ridiculous. You were the whore that your friends spread around and talked about. You didn't want a relationship with yeah. anyone, yet you were mad that these girls weren't taking you seriously. You sound like a dumb girl, okay? You're, it's, you're so ridiculous. You sound like a stripper. Okay. You got a lot of ass from that rumor. You got tons of girls, and you know what your friend did? He it wasn't you know he he just advertised the goods in a proper way. You didn't have to deal with it. Like girls went in knowing that you didn't want a relationship, and you didn't want one anyway. So you know you probably they probably left better than if you were the type of guy that pretended to be a nice guy and dated them and fucked them and you were a player and then you know did a you know it's like a bait and switch there was no bait and switch with you the girls knew exactly what they were getting so you probably still are friends with some of those girls you fucked if it happened the other way around it wouldn't have been so forget about that bad rumor when you were younger that wasn't a bad rumor it was a great rumor okay (laughs) you just have it framed in your head the wrong way okay so there's not going to be any rumor Oh my God! You be called a whore. <laughs> oh my God! Like uh, no girl wants to be called a whore, but a man for a man, it's completely acceptable. Are you kidding? It's acceptable to be called a whore. <laughs> totally, totally, absolutely. It's acceptable not I to be. I think more a ladies' man would be something more respectable to be called, but a whore. I mean, oh my God, a ladies' man. So it, please, a ladies' man is no different than a whore. He's just more manipulative. Okay, a ladies' man. <laughs> A nice guy is the only thing that you want that is the opposite of that, okay? And nobody kind of wants to date a nice guy. So trust me, in your younger age, to be called a man whore is is a great thing to be <laughs> as a man, and we all know that, okay? That's why you've gotten all the tail out of your system and you're ready for a relationship because you were a whore, and that's not a bad thing for a man to be. It's It's not. Girls didn't shy away from you even though they knew that, so forget about it. No one's going to call you a whore at the gym if you hit on a girl that you think is cute. That won't be the rumor. That rumor can't happen. You're not screwing every girl. You're not telling me you're, you're interested in 18 girls at the gym. It's one girl. You're going to ask her out. It's a completely different situation. You can't even make a connection between the two. And like I said, you need to just go and man up at the gym and do it. I don't know how we got from, like, you just wanting to go down on girls. I feel like I'm talking to a totally different person all of a sudden. Because <laughs> n- now you're just, like, this regular guy with the regular problem, you know. And then you have this other thing, um, you know, that you'll have to tackle with that girl afterwards. But you need to tackle yeah, first. Yeah, big iceberg floats in the picture of, hey, by the way. 
I only want to go down <laughs> on you. <laughs> it still seems like not that big of a problem, but you know, listen, you have yeah, to. Yeah. You think it'd be an ice dinner? You'd be dessert, and then we can both go home happy. Yeah, but no, like well, we we've talked about it. the girls need their ego fed too. They need to get somebody turned on. So listen, that my advice, you have to just do it. And the, what you need to motivate you is the fact that she could disappear at any time and you'll never get the chance. So you it's now or never. Give yourself a time period because she's going to she's going to be gone from the gym before you know it. And you're going to lose the opportunity. And you know, listen, we don't all just meet people that we have that thing with all the time. It's not easy to find. You know what I mean? I don't think, right? Yeah, it's not. So this girl stands out to you. There's something about her. So you need to go figure out what it is. Okay. I will. This was an update show, but it turned into like uh, maybe a full podcast because I feel like I had to give you new advice because you have a new issue, which was an interesting issue because I love gym crushes. I think it's a great place to pick people up and hopefully you guys date and then you guys could work out together and you could get some free training sessions. But keep me posted. Definitely, definitely. All right. And let me know. Good luck with her. All right. Give yourself next two times. Say hello. Okay. Will do. Okay. Bye, Kaiser Soze. Good luck. Bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly? And be on the show. Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.